Hi, everybody. Welcome to the continuation of my amazing conversation with the brilliant Dr. David McIntosh. You jump. You, you're in charge. I told you that. You go. <laughs> How do you recommend, um, you know, whether like someone like me, a myofunctional therapist, or like a pediatric dentist here, because I have these conversations with pediatric dentists and they have the uh, same struggles communicating with ENTs. Like, what can we say or how can we word something differently, I guess, to get ENTs to see what we're seeing? Like, if we send yep. somebody okay. to have their tonsils and adenoids evaluated, and then we get them sent back and the parent's like, oh, well, they said they're fine or, you know, they're mm -hmm. only afraid, whatever, or we're going to watch them. Yep. Like, what can we yep. say differently? All right. So, so the first thing I think we need to do is just reflect on what I said way early on in the piece, Okay is that ENT is a really big specialty, okay? Mm -hmm. So when you're an ENT, you could be an, a pediatric ENT, mm -hmm. you could be an airway ENT, you could be an adult ENT, you could be a nose ENT, you could be an ear ENT, you could be a facial cosmetic ENT, you could be a skull base ENT. See, see, my, see, see where I'm going with this? Yeah. All right. So, and again, I, more analogies for you, all right? So if you were to find a lump in your breast, would you go and see the colorectal surgeon? No. No. You would go and see the breast surgeon, right? Right? You didn't have to think about that. That made perfect sense. All right. They are both general surgeons. Mm -hmm. Just that one chose to work on breast disease, the other one chose to work on bowel disease. Mm -hmm. They're both general surgeons. So, would you go to a colorectal surgeon with all this research on breast problems? to convince them that they need to help you? No. No. This is the same problem we have with ENT, okay? If you are sending someone to an ENT who, for example, is an ear specialist, okay? They're not going to want to know or care about what you're talking about. Right. Okay? And it doesn't matter how much you talk to them, how much you want to share your knowledge or information or insight or whatever, you are talking to the wrong person. Okay. And that's not their fault. It's right. actually yours because you didn't do your research. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you need to know what sort of ENT they are. Okay. Because if they are the ENTs that deal with a particular thing, that's not what we're talking about here. It's kind of the same thing as, you know, being on a dating, you know, sort of service and going, you don't really know this yet, but you need to go out with me because I said so. <laughs> Okay. You're not going to get very far. All no. right. All right. You have people, and I'm not just being disparaging, you'll have people come around and knock your door and say, hi, we want to talk to you about our religion. Okay. Mm -hmm. Most people so go, you know, very politely go, thanks, but no thanks. Mm -hmm. All right. Because that's, they're just not interested in, in, in changing their ideas. Right. Okay. All these things you have, you want to slice or dice it. It's the same concept. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you are, so to answer your question, you're actually not trying to convince the ENT of anything. Okay. What you are better spending your time on doing is finding the ENTs that deal with this. Right. Okay. In the first place that have an interest in it, have a focus in it. And the truth and reality is in terms of the spectrum of ENT stuff, you know, for a lot of people, this is really boring. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not big surgery. It's not exciting surgery. It's not thump your chest and get your testosterone pumping. 
you know, that sort of, you know, male sort of, you know, bravado. Yep. <laughs> and I'm not being sexist. I'm just trying to, you know, sort of give you that sort of, you know, again, those, these mental pictures. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, and it's probably why actually a lot of females actually do pediatric ENT and it's why they're so good at it mm -hmm. um, is because they just relate to kids better. Right. Um, just as a general comment. So, um, so again, you, you, you actually need to say to the parent, all right, we've been making a mistake. We've been sending you to the ENT. I didn't think about it, but I've just come to realize that that ENT focuses on sinus disease. Mm -hmm. we, we're looking in the wrong corner of the room. Okay. We're in the right room. Right. We're just in the wrong corner. We've got to turn around and see who else is in the room. And you might go, actually, you know what? There is no one in this room. Um, we actually need to send you down the road a bit. You yeah. know? And we need you to go and see this person. We go, you, we, we know you're not the closest, but this is going to be the better person for you because this is what they focus on. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the problems that you have in your country, which is not, not an issue in, in mine, is, is that your insurance companies also have a say in how this all works right. and people will go well my insurance doesn't you know the ENT doesn't work with my you know my insurance company and that's a huge problem that, that I can't fix for you okay right. but but just to let you know I am aware of it and I'm not I'm not oblivious to that being a problem that, that's a challenge but it is what it is but so, so take that out of the equation because that that's the hard bit to solve the, the, the better bit to solve is to find the right people first, just from a general clinical approach point of view. Okay. Um, to then go, all right, these are the pediatric ENTs. These are the airway ENTs. Okay. Um, these are the ones that we want and need to be on board. And these are the ones we're going to engage. And these are the ones where we're going to have more progress with, because mm -hmm. then we can come to them and say, look, you guys are, you know, getting these tonsils and getting these adenoids out and being proactive. It's such a breath of fresh air. See what I did there? Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're really so happy about all this. Okay. But maybe we can just draw your attention to the fact that these jaws are also a problem. Mm -hmm. You know, we are getting the space, you know, that you're making is great, but can you just be on the lookout for these narrow jaws and look, you know, here's sort of the pictures and patterns and so forth. Right. So what you're actually going to achieve just by, you know, investing that time and energy, is you're actually going to get a lot faster because you're not trying to convince people to see your religion. Right. If we want to sort of think about it in that context. Language. Okay. And then you're growing from there in terms of the um, collaboration that will flow on. So again, I know these are long, I know these are long answers, but I, I think it's, I, you know, I, I want to give you the proper answer that I think they deserve. So does that make sense? Yeah, no, I mean, a hundred percent. You know, I know that there's definitely, at least not to my knowledge, I mean, I could probably do a little more research to find out for sure. There's really not a lot of airway focused ENTs, at least in my area. I know they're around, so I could definitely find somebody, to, you know, to send my patients to. Um, but yeah. no, I think that that makes a lot of sense that, you know, it's kind of like in the dental world, if you want a root canal done, you know, you're not going to send them to the periodontist or to the endodontist. Well, you don't send them to an orthodontist, right? Right. <laughs> you know, you, you, you already know that. You just go, but they're both dentists. 
Yeah. Right. They're both yeah. dentists and they look, they stand out a little bit more because they're, they're specialists in their field. Yeah. So it's be like an ENT, you know, versus a, a heart surgeon. You sort of right. go, you know, with, you know but, but we're talking about, you know, things that fall within the domain of an ENT in theory, Mm-hmm. don't necessarily always have an ENT that's, you know, that's where that's their interest. No, that means you know, so like, you know, for me, for example, I don't do throat cancer work. I know what a throat cancer is. I know how to find it. I know how to work it up, but I don't touch it. I send it to the guys that do the throat cancer work Right. because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. I'm an ENT. They're an ENT. We mm-hmm. are different types of ENTs. Yep. And I think that's probably the bigger take home message in terms of, we need to change the mindset, you know, and in a way, I would love to get rid of the, the term ENT. I'd love to just get rid of it and to say, we're going to send you to the airway surgeon. Right. Okay. Sure. You know, because that's what you're doing, you know, because that's what they do. And um, I what you said about, you know, instead of trying to sell them your religion per se, to say, yeah. you know, like you said, look out for, you know, the malocclusion or the crowding or you know, yeah. signs that can kind of yep. ring a light yep. of a light bulb for them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because, um, you know, in, in my clinic, you know, most, most of my work actually comes from dentists, mm-hmm. but, but when it's coming from the medical doctors, um, the number of times I'm seeing these narrow maxillas, um, you know, these other skeletal deficiencies, mm-hmm. um, it's just prolific, you know, it, 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 it cannot be a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't care about the arguments about what causes it and all that sort of stuff. You know, if someone has a broken arm and a broken leg, you don't argue that they need to see the broken arm doctor or, or the broken leg doctor. You go, well, you know, they need to go and see both broken bone doctors and get them both fixed. All <laughs> right. right. So, you know, just to sort of, you know, use these, you know, silly analogies, you know, so, you know, I don't understand the argument. You know, we know that kids turning up to orthodontic clinics, somewhere between 40 to 80% of them have an airway problem. Mm-hmm. You know, kids turning up to an, e- an ENT clinic, 40 to 60% of them have a malocclusion. Right. You know, these are big numbers. Okay. So, you know, we, we need to collectively get better at, at spotting these kids and then and, and letting everyone contribute to their care. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even you know, something in my mind, I'm like, maybe I can make like a little checklist on my end of things, you know, cause sometimes not that people don't want to put in more work, but if you just give them something concrete, like you're going to look for this, 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 and this, they'll know that. And then when they see it, they'll be like, Oh, okay. I see yeah. that. I'm gonna so, and, that's, and, 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 and that's sort of what we've got established here, over here in Australia, you know, sort mm-hmm. of just helps with a referral. So, and I'm going to cheat here a bit. So gratuitous plug. Yes, yes, snore to death. Right. So, 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 snore to death is a book I wrote, and, and, and I wrote that book um, for all sorts of reasons. I was actually encouraged by an orthodontist here to write it because um, he, he knew how much I knew, and he said, you, You've got to let everyone know about this because you, you just can't ignore, you just can't keep this to yourself. Right. So, one of the things that I put into that book is, is exactly that I put two checklists in one is for the healthcare professional, one is for the parent. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when they're turning up to, you know, a, you know, a dental clinic and, you know, then what we call a naive parent, um, you know, just, you know, has no idea that, you know, about what's about to happen. Um, they're just going in to get their kids, you know, you know, checked, you know, it's like, oh, they got to the age where, you know, we just want to get the teeth checked. Yeah. And then this checklist comes out because the dentist is already spotted. 
respiratory problems or, or the hygienist or the therapist, you know, which we have a part of the dental team that is, you know, there's a bit of gingivitis or there's, there's some malocclusion or signs of bruxism, signs of reflux. They pull out the checklist, you know, and they start ticking boxes. And the parents are going, I just came here to get my kids' teeth looked at. Why are you asking me about whether they wet the bed? Why are you asking about ear infections, which so far, yes, by the way, they do have all these problems. What the hell has this got to do? And they had this moment, you know, for the parents of, of surrealism, it's just like nobody has ever bothered to uh, take the time to ask me these comprehensive questions. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where you're going with it, but why do they know so much about my child and I have just walked in to get their teeth cleaned? You know, and then and then basically, you know, the dental team goes right. We found this. When we find this, this is the other stuff we look at because what we have found and what we have learned um, over time is that all these medical and dental problems link together. Okay, but the doctors have not put the pieces together like we have. Okay, um, because doctors don't do dentistry. Okay. As dental people, we know some stuff about healthcare, but healthcare professional doctors really don't know much about dentistry. Okay. And if any doctor ever has a go at you for me saying that, just ask them to define what molar hypomineralization is. Okay. All right. And then just watch them retreat back in their corner a bit. Okay. All right. You've got to know how to play this game. So then you basically got the parents really interested. Because not only have you gone through a whole checklist of stuff, but there's all these boxes ticked and they're going, this is my child. What, what, what magic are you about to work? Because this is, I'm feeling a little bit bewildered and excited here at the same time. And then you go, well, what we're going to do is we've got a team approach to this. And part of our team is an ear, nose and throat doctor. And it's not just any ear, nose and throat doctor. It's one that we have deliberately sought out that we found actually gets this and understands how this all comes together. Because again, a lot of medical doctors, regardless of whether ear, nose or throat, don't get it. Mm -hmm. So, and we found that both from experience is that we need to find the right people on our team. Okay. So it's just like with your NFL team. Okay. You wouldn't put a linebacker in there as a quarterback. Okay. It's, 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 that's not, that's not the right place. That's not their place in the team. Okay. They could be the best linebacker in in, in the game. Okay. Or defensive tight end in the game. They're going to be a rubbish quarterback. Right. (laughs) All right. People get that. So it's the same thing. You go, you know what? We could bring any ENT onto the team, but we want to put the right ENT. So when we've done our draft and put our, you know, team together, our dream team, this is it. This is them. Mm-hmm. Yes, we know you've got to travel. Yes, we know there's someone closer. But you know what? Do you want to go and see the right person the first time or do you want to go and see the wrong person the first time and then go and see the right person the second time? Let's do it once and do it properly. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, so that's what comes with the book, um, just to sort of bring that together. Is, you know, those checklists are there so that you can sort of, you know, be ticking boxes and then the parents have ticking boxes as well. And then you go, there you go. And they've got a visual, they can see the ticks and, and so forth. And then all of a sudden, there's this jigsaw puzzle that no one could put together. And then you go, this is what it looks like. Right. Yeah, 100%. That, that's awesome. I'll definitely, um, you know, link the book in the show notes so that yeah. everybody can no, that's all good. Yeah, get a copy. Um, do you have time for one more question before we wrap up? I, I, know. I, I am all yours. Um, you know, you had mentioned, and thank you, I appreciate that. Um, 
acid reflux. And yes. do you want to talk about how that kind of links into everything that we're talking about? Yep. All right. So, so acid reflux describes a situation where basically the stomach contents and the stomach makes acid comes up through the esophagus and it comes all the way up into the throat. So we're talking about a specific type of reflux. And this is where terminology gets confusing because people talk about reflux, but there's different types of reflux. So there's one that it just gets into the esophagus. So we call that gastro, gastro being stomach, gastroesophageal reflux. So it basically affects the stomach and the esophagus. Mm -hmm. But there's another type of reflux, which has got a really long-winded name that I'll explain better and then expand upon. And, it, and, and, and the show-off term is laryngopharyngeal reflux. Now, the name of the voice box in medical terminology is larynx. Mm -hmm. The name of the throat is pharynx. So that's the laryngopharyngeal reflux. What that means is the reflux is getting into in and around the voice box and the throat. The problem is it actually doesn't stop there, okay? It can get up into the back of the nose and even into the nose. It can get into the middle ears. So it can actually travel through the back of the nose and the eustachian tube into the middle ear. And then the one that the dental team notice is it's getting into the mouth and it's affecting the back of the teeth. So the dentist, the dental team, will, will spot what we call dental erosions, which is where on the teeth, the back teeth, which is very classic for acid damage. Mm -hmm. So if we were to talk about the term properly, we would say something along the lines of it is na oto, naso, oro, laryngopharyngeal reflux, because it gets everywhere. Right. Okay. Now, the, the, the problem with this is that when you get that sort of reflux, it does a couple of things. It causes nasal congestion, which obviously impacts on the airway. It causes the adenoids to swell up, which impacts on the airway. It causes the tonsils to swell up, which impacts on the airway. And it causes on the back of the tongue, there's a special group of tonsils that we call tongue tonsils or lingual tonsils. It causes them to swell up. Okay, so basically every level of the airway is affected by this type of reflux in an adverse way. And where this becomes a vicious circle is that when you have upper airway obstruction, that actually promotes reflux from happening. So you get the reflux, which causes airway compromise, which makes reflux worse, which makes the airway worse, which makes the reflux worse. And then you've got that vicious circle. Right. And the first thing that, 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 you know, from a healthcare professional point of view that might be noticed is they sit in the dental chair and you see that erosion on the back of their teeth. Mm -hmm. And they won't have the normal heartburn and indigestion symptoms mm -hmm. because it's only a little bit of reflux. It's only a little bit of acid, right. but it's completely in the wrong part of the body. And that part of the body has next to no defense against that. So a little bit of acid is able to do a lot of damage. So that's reflux in a nutshell for you. Thank you for that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, cause I think you separating that and really, you know, going into detail, the difference between gastro, you know, GERD, what we hear a lot Good. about, um, and the laryngopharyngeal, um, because, you know, I feel like at least on medical histories that I've seen, GERD is usually on there as something yeah. that somebody, you know, would... Yeah circle, but you don't really see the other type of reflux and you'll see, you know, like you said, two different symptoms. They're, they're, they're two, they're, they are two different diseases. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so they really should both be on there and something that should be properly diagnosed. Yep. 
Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for clearing that up. Um, is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you would like to talk about before we do wrap things up or anything? Look, you want I, mean, to I mean, as I said at the beginning, you know, we could be here for hours. All right. And, and, and so forth. And I'm sure people will happily soak that up to some degree, but look, you know, I, I always like to sort of say, look, you know, let's just leave where we've got, because there's so much already on the table there that people can have a time to digest. And, and then in the process, you know, when, when you share this with them, you'll get some ideas and feedback and commentary that you can reflect on and they might have some questions mm -hmm. so that, you know, if you were to sort of come back at some stage down the track and we do a round two and yeah. do a sort of a, a, a Q and a kind of thing and just say, look, you know, this was great, but you know, people wanted to know about hay fever and they wanted to know about sinus and they wanted to know about tongue tie. Uh, and they wanted to know about, you know, whatever else, you know, we've got there to, to share with them, mm -hmm. then then that's cool. We can do that. But, you know, sort of this is a good sort of, you know, portion of, of, of information. I, I reckon that um, just sort of let people sort of, you know, reflect on and digest. I think, I think we've got it pretty good at the moment, if you're happy with that. Absolutely. And I will definitely be taking you up on round two, for sure. Because especially I, as a myofunctional therapist, I would love to talk about tongue tie because that is, obviously a big topic of conversation. Um, I don't know how it is for you where you are, but here, you know, the whole tongue tie is a fad thing is something that we struggle yeah, with. The, 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 we'll have a good chat because we could be here for a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it, 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 it sort of, it comes down to sort of coming back to sort of religion and mm -hmm. so forth as a concept in terms of, you know, ideologies and beliefs and, sure. and, 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 you know, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take that one on notice for Not a problem. <laughs> All right, Dr. McIntosh, thank you so much for taking this time. I know it's like basically bedtime for you, so I appreciate it. Great. Yes. That's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You stay healthy, stay safe, and then we'll be in touch. Look forward to it. Cheers. All right, take care. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of I Spy with My Maya Y. If you want to hear more about these episodes, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or feel free to contact me at bsierra.omt at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe as well and let us know of any subject or guest speaker you'd like to hear from. Help spread the word by sharing today's episode on your social media page. You can find me on Facebook at CT Oral Facial Myology and Instagram handle CT underscore oral facial underscore myology. Everybody have a wonderful day.